On this episode, we discuss Devil, the scariest elevator-themed horror movie since The Lift. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And here he comes, your, fa- your pal and mine, Elliot Kalin. So, That's Elliot, me. you're back. You were gone last week. I was I, gone last week. I assume you were overcome with excitement because of uh, NBC's The Cape. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> that was why you missed it. I was excited about the show. I was excited about their marketing campaign where they draped capes over statues in New York. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. I was I was livid when upon walking past Prospect Park in Brooklyn, there on the stately statue of Mr. Stranahan, the man who made the park possible, was a cape cloaked yeah. over him. And then you, you went and you beat Christo to death, and it was only later <laughs> that you discovered that it was not him. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Luckily, you, uh, you went into Christo's history and you were like, you know what? He committed some kind of a crime, and yeah, he, he deserved being murdered yep. by you. That's he, killed, he killed people with umbrellas. Yep. So. He did kill one person with an umbrella. No, I'm not, I'm not joking. So he's the, in a way, Cristo is the closest the real world has come to the penguin. <laughs> because <laughs> yes, he, that's true. he accidentally killed someone with an umbrella once. Notify the art world and write a thesis about that. <laughs> um, Salvador Dali was obviously the Joker. Um, okay. Yeah. The Riddler, I'm going to say Jasper Johns. Who was Clayface? Clayface was Auguste Rodin. Okay. Who was uh, Killer Croc? Killer Croc was Jackson Pollock. The Riddler? The Riddler. Riddler. I think Jasper Johns. Uh, Or maybe maybe Renee McGree. (laughs) I said that. That's what we started with. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Poison Ivy was George O'Keefe. Okay, Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul, probably. uh, Ooh, that's a tough one. Two Face. Two Face was uh, who's who's a really hideous looking artist. Uh, Dracula, <laughs> not really a Batman villain, though they did fight. <laughs> All right. Okay, well. so we had some laughs tonight. Uh, see you later. Hold on. Let's talk about a movie that we watched. G.E. Smith, strike up the closing music because it's the, the goodbye no, no, credits. No, 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 no. So we can all hug each other. No, guys, guys, we watched a movie together. Did we? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was what? You've probably forgotten it already because it was a sleek 80 minutes long. Yeah, less than that if you don't count the credits. Yeah. It was uh, like a, like a Masters of uh, Horror episode. Except mm-hmm. there was no mastery and no horror. <laughs> it was a movie about uh, a devil on the elevator. And it should have been called... <laughs> devil on the it, elevator. It was. This is a movie called Devil. Uh-huh. It should have been called either Hellevator or Devil Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Ella Devil or something. Like Devil Vader, like Darth Vader? Yeah, Ella but a devil. devil. Ella Devil is like a cartoon character, like the daughter of the devil. Yeah, that's a good point. But it should have been called Hellevator. Mm. And, and that, it, I think that would have let people guess who the identity of which uh, elevator occupant was the devil. But doesn't that imply that the elevator is hell? It's which just an elevator is taking uh, them to, t- to hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, the uh, that movie. Uh, the, Angel Heart. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The movie. the movie, Elevator <laughs> to Hell. Well, there's Elevator to the Gallows. Mm-hmm. The French crime movie. There's Exit Through the Gift Shop. <laughs> exit Through the Gift Shop. There's If It's Tuesday, This Must Be Belgium, <laughs> or whatever that movie's called. These are all... There's 
Casablanca. <laughs> These are all movies with places in them. There's, let's see, City Lights has City. Public Enemies. <laughs> public Enemies and Public Enemy. Okay. That's two list-making digressions in the first ten minutes of this episode of The Flop. Obviously, we loved <laughs> the film. So, Elliot, you're back from your vacation and, and let me ready tell you, to synopsize. Let me tell you, I listened to the uh, Killers uh, mm-hmm. podcast and was horrified at, what did it take you, a half hour to summarize that movie? Well, that's not bad mouth our, our fine guest, King Lou I'm Fernandez. I'm not blaming the guest. You guys have been doing this for years. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did we do a podcast without Elliot? Uh, yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, what was it about? It was Killers with Catherine Ashton Kutcher and Heigel. Catherine Hagel. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're making this up. And also, uh, who was it? Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck, Tom, Tom Selleck, the other one, <laughs> the other mustache. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, Devil. Here's here's the thing. It's a very simple plot, so hopefully this won't take too long. Yeah. Five people get on an elevator. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds a, like a hilarious joke. All business. Look at watch them go, dude. Yeah. Three men, two women. There's a security guard, a mysterious, quiet, tough guy man, mm. and an irritating talk-a-mile-a-minute talk mattress salesman. Of the women, there's an old woman and a young woman. That's the extent of their character. You got a nice mix. Yeah. You got a mix of people. It's, and the security uh, guard's black, so it's, it's like a nice cro- Whitman sampler. It's a cross-section elevator. of America. Yeah. Oh, well, Philadelphia, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it takes place in Philadelphia. I was hoping for the Philly fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Rocky. Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be such a better movie. An elevator where Rocky, the Philly fanatic, and Ben Franklin are trapped. Ben Franklin's trying to invent his way out of it. Rocky's trying to punch his way out. The Philly fanatic's just trying to keep them going. And he yeah. climbs onto a novelty-sized uh, like tractor and rides around. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we know it's Philadelphia because the opening credits show us a cityscape of Philadelphia upside down. What does that it's mean, like- man? Yeah, what does it mean, Dan? It they means nev- that they got Tak Fujim- Fujimoto to do the cinematography. And uh, that's one thing I have to say for this movie is that it looks much better than the movies we usually watch. That's true. It's, it's a, a pure, bad movie, but it looks yeah, nicer. The the cinematography level is uh, crisp and sharp and atmospheric. And do you think that was helped at all by the fact that M. Night Shyamalan did not direct this movie but instead produced it right? Uh, it's possible. The length is certainly helped by that. <laughs> Like he would have stretched this out to two hours easy. And this was it's this was produced by M Night Shyamalan's company, which was just what called what the Night Chronicles. Mm. I I I don't know whether that's the name of his company or that's just what he's decided to call this series of movies that uh, he has come up with the stories for. This is apparently the first in like three of them. I well, think. let me tell you, they are off with a bang, <laughs> yeah. starting with the winner, not. Oh, wow. Copyright Wayne's World. <laughs> so these five people are in an elevator. Um, the elevator stops. Cha-chunk. Oh, no. They're trapped. They immediately lose their shit. Uh, let me tell you a true story. Monday morning, I was trapped in a subway tunnel for almost two hours. I was on a train, my regular ride to work. The train left the station, got not all the way to the next station, stopped, Someone must have pulled the emergency brake or the emergency brake went off by accident. Train was knocked a little bit off the tracks, couldn't get pulled back. They had to bring another train in to pull it back into the last station so we could all get out. This took almost two hours. At no point during that time did anyone scream at anybody else, try to kill anyone. There were no blows traded. Nobody revealed any dark secrets about themselves. Now, Elliot, I'm going to back you up on this story. Uh, This Monday was Martin Luther King 
uh, day. So what you're saying is that you are a racist. No, I'm saying that my bosses are racist and work. I had to work on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, okay. Well, you heard it from well, perhaps it was, first. Perhaps it was the, the ghost. The Daily Show Maybe is it was racist. The ghost of yeah. MLK pushing the, the train off the tracks. <laughs> Anger that you were not honoring him appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, so let me just say. these was, people are, Wait. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right here, Elliot. <laughs> Okay. Was there a devil on your subway train? <laughs> if there was, we never found out. Because he was probably irritated because he was trying to get to an elevator somewhere <laughs> uptown. Yeah. Oh, I've got people I'm supposed to be killing in, in, because of their sins. In a roundabout way. So there's five people in this elevator. The elevator stops. They instantly turn on each other. Suddenly, the lights go out, and one of the and one of the women, the young woman. Light uh, when the lights go on, her back is all bloody. She thinks something bit her. Oh no, she's been attacked. Which one of the people in the elevator did it? They don't know. Suddenly the people in the elevator start dying one by one. Meanwhile, we saw a person – before the credits, someone jumps to their death out of this very building. And there's a police officer investigating that. He gets pulled into the investigation of this elevator, which the maintenance crew of the building and the security guards of the building, one, take incredibly not seriously. Mm-hmm. They're literally watching people go crazy on the security monitor in a stuck elevator and they're like, huh, I guess they're really going nuts in there. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's what happens. People get scared in elevators. Anywho. And they've got one maintenance guy who apparently runs everything for this at least 39-story building. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like at least three security guards. <laughs> they, have, they have two security guards in the front desk, two in the monitor room, and then one maintenance man for a skyscraper. Yeah. A building that literally is scraping the sky, they're, bloody they're- and raw. <laughs> Yeah, there are uh, there are whole floors on this uh, on this skyscraper that have not been cleaned. Yes, have not been, you know, like computers have been down. You know, it's 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 a it's a well, mess. There's also like here's what usually happens. I feel like when an elevator shuts down, they open the doors for the floor above the elevator. Everyone gets out of the top of the elevator and they climb out through those open doors. Yeah, if Die Hard taught us anything. Yeah, in this one, that is not apparently not possible. Apparently, there are no elevator doors between the. 38th floor and, like, what, the second floor? So the firefighters have to come in and start literally drilling through the well, walls. They, they do address this. It's an express elevator. So they don't uh, – there are no entrances apparently. Um, oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it is You were still- probably talking about, you know, the day you had. <laughs> I was probably just – I was biting into a Madeline at the time, so I was just remembering things that happened in my past when my family was younger. It is, it is strange, however, how they, they do uh, open the top of the elevator, but then, like, that's abandoned. Like, uh, they could – Climb out. Climb out. They decide uh, that's not worth their time. They decide that's not uh, Anyway, it, the uh, – one of the security guards is Hispanic, so that means he's a devout Catholic, mm-hmm. and he believes that the devil he is – He believes the, in El Diablo. Yes. He saw on the on the security monitor, there was a flickering – Isn't that like a sandwich that gives you heartburn? <laughs> <laughs> At participating realtors, yes. Sure. Or retailers. The participating realtors probably also give you sandwiches, <laughs> I guess, at their open houses. <laughs> It's part of our Century 21 spicy sandwich program. You buy a house and you get a free sandwich. Six-inch sub? Or you buy a six-inch sub and you get a house. In this this housing market, listen. Anywho, uh, so he saw a flickering image on one of the screens of what appeared to be, I don't know what, a yelling face, like a bloody face? I don't know. Yeah, it's a face. Some face. face. I think it's Sam Neill from yeah. uh, from, from Event Horizon, Horizon. <laughs> after he rips yeah. his eyes out. Yeah, Spoiler alert! Spoiler bad. alert to a movie from 1997 <laughs> that you're not going to see. 
<laughs> it might be Bob from Twin Peaks. It's not clear. Yeah, it could be anybody. Bob from Twin Peaks. <laughs> you're you're going... mixing universes. Come on. <laughs> I thought we were doing out-of-date references. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, what was it? Oh, so the security guard assumes the devil is at play. There's been a, this kind of... In, in the fields of the Lord. <laughs> this occasional narration from that character, but we don't know it at first, explaining that when he was a kid, his mom told him the devil would sometimes toy with people before mm-hmm. taking their souls to hell. You'd wear Prada. <laughs> every choice we make leads us to this moment when the devil takes us and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, guess what? Yeah, it's the devil in the elevator. That's yeah. what happens. It turns out everyone in the elevator has a sinister crime they committed, and – The police officer who's involved is a recovering alcoholic because years ago, his mother – his mother – his wife and son were killed in a hit-and-run accident, Uh, and so he's overcoming that. Is the guy who committed the hit-and-run in the elevator? Spoiler alert, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it is – the people in the elevator die one by one. Which one of the people in the elevator is the devil? Could it be the black security guard? Could it be the young guy? Could it be the old woman? Well – which one is it going to be if you were making a movie? Um, if I was going to make the movie Legion, the devil would be the old woman. Well, also in the movie Devil. So, oh. ugh. And uh, at the last minute, after much non-scary horror. I'd, I'd, I'd normally assume it was going to be uh, the security guard because that would be a role reversal because he's supposed to be protecting us, you know? He's <laughs> yeah. the security guard. Well, Elliot also guessed the security guard because he's a racist because he didn't go to – he didn't stay home on MLK Day. Yep, so. that's exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, this is a good meme to run with that I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you try to make me out to be some sort of militia <laughs> that's terrorist. That's right, I forgot. You were an anti-government <laughs> militia nut yeah. with hooks for hands. <laughs> anyway. Um, What's sauce for the goose? It's- <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. Okay, so everybody dies. Everyone dies except... One guy. The granny? No, the granny is the devil. Okay. <laughs> except the guy who killed the cop's Granny's family. Granny's the devil would be a better title for the movie, too. The guy who, that, that title's already taken. The guy who killed the cop's family confesses his sins over a walkie-talkie, so the devil can't take him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's being taken away at, by the cop who – he's being taken to the police station by the cop whose family killed him. The cop says, that was my family. And you know all these years I've been thinking of what I was going to say to you. But you know what? I forgive you. And the narration reminds us that if the devil exists, that means God also exists. Oh, and also we see some of the worst police work in the history of movies. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. That's Devil, a trim 78 minutes of crap. Um, <laughs> so this was this was a horror movie, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be, but okay. it's not. So it's a horror movie that begins with a Bible quote. Yes. Always a bad sign. <laughs> if you're watching a movie and you see a Bible quote, open up the movie, probably a bad sign. Yeah. Especially well, a horror be... movie. Hmm. Well, Actually, I'm also, there must I'm, be something, but I can't think of any. I'm not against – If it's a Western, it might be okay. Okay, yeah. But if it's a horror movie, automatically going to be bad. <laughs> then not, then there's a, a whole bunch of this – as you were mentioning, narration. Like you have this narrator telling us all about uh, you know, How the Jesus magic works. and shit and like telling us what we're going to see, like why we should be scared of an elevator. And it's so irritating and not scary. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. it's not scary when a movie tells you why you should be scared. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, also, I don't mind a horror movie ending with uh, some hope. Like, I like it should be hard won hope, but I, I like yeah. a horror movie where people actually come out on the other side. There's like too many 
nihilistic horror movies, I feel like. But uh, but I don't like horror movies where it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, you've actually been sort of... yeah, people, A benevolent force has been looking out for you this entire time. Or like something like, like ghost stories where it's like, oh, you know what? The ghosts are just uh, confused souls who need to be laid to rest. Like anything where it's like... On footprints on the sand. I was carrying you. Yeah. Uh, the harsh, horror story of walking on a beach with Jesus. <laughs> like, you shouldn't walk away, I think, with, from a horror story being like, oh, that's a nice uh, that's a nice Sunday school message for me. Yeah. Yep. You made me – I forgot about the part where you reminded me about – the as to help back up his case, mm-hmm. the security guard notes that kids yeah. fall down all the time and almost hit their heads on tables. Why don't they hit their heads on tables more often? Yeah. And also, he drops a piece of toast on the ground, and it lands jam side down. So he says, "Oh jam, no!" By the way, I assume it's part of. There's a mini kitchen. <laughs> we didn't really find out about that. Oh, Smuckers has an office in the building. Well, that's like the most the most interesting part of the movie for me was the maintenance guy is going through like the tunnels underneath the building, and he sees a raccoon for a minute. And I was like, "How did that raccoon get in there?" Yeah. And I really would have loved to devil. just. I wish the, the movie. I wish the camera had then panned over the raccoon, and then the next hour was just that raccoon <laughs> going about his business, washing his food. Knocking over trash cans, you know. Adorable. (laughs) Would he have like a little, like, like a little raccoon style house down there? Like, I would love that, like the Fantastic Mr. Fox, but better. Yeah, and there's like a little, like a little rat that has like a newsstand that he sells. (laughs) And he could be like a, he could be his his job could be a robber because uh, raccoons are are the robbers of the animal. And there's a cranky old possum who who funds his robberies. Mm -hmm. And they knock and they steal from trash cans. Oh yeah, I just thought it was uh, apparel based. (laughs) <laughs> it's partly apparel. It's not apparel. <laughs> I mean, it's not They're a... not wearing masks for real. No, that's that's not. It's just the uh, coloration around the eyes. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I thought that was a mask they wore. <laughs> they can't sew. I was wondering who's putting those masks on. <laughs> yeah, they don't have opposable thumbs. So. so they did. They got them little little hands. Uh, anywho, so he he drops his toast and it falls jelly side down. And he goes, "Oh no." It never falls jelly side down. So the movie that's not true. The movie's proof as to why there is a god. And the devil is now in effect is one, kids never hit their heads on tables when they fall, which is not true. Happened to me. Two. Well, that's good, but the devil was around when that happened. <laughs> I must have. Well, I'm not a believer, so that must have okay. been it. And two, uh, toast n- never falls with the jam side down. Yeah, well, the, the, this is just a test. This is, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, in Ghostbusters, they have the Ipe. Uh, <clears throat> E, uh, PKE meters? PKE meters. Sure. And so, like, this, the similar thing for, that's like, at least, the devil. But that's at you least... get the toast, you jam it up. <laughs> jam it up. <laughs> you drop it. Just jam that sucker out. Just jam the shit out of it. <laughs> if it lands jam side down... Devil. The devil. At least the I mean, PKE the... Is, the, is, is the thinnest veneer of science. Like, just dropping jam on the... But it's also... It's based on a fallacy. The idea that toast never lands jam side down, which it does all the time. Well, but that's when the devil's around. <laughs> <It's> where I, <laughs> Elliot, you should have had some jam and some toast when you were stuck on that train. Just to test and just see if the devil was there? The, the devil was probably behind all that. Yeah. There was someone wearing Prada. Yep. Where do you get the uh, the whole j- the jam toast thing? Is that in the Bible? <laughs> I think it's in yeah. Ma- I think it's in Matthew. Sure, it's Matthew. Matthew ten jam. It's in. <laughs> it's in. Com- it's in condiments chapter, to twenty-four. Chapter ten verse jam. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's weird, but it's um, uh, it's oh, it's a dumb movie. 
the tent. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of the security guards telling the maintenance guy to go up and down and up and down. <laughs> it feels so bad for the maintenance guy. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's a movie where whose name is, whose name is uh, Dwight. Dwight, yeah. And they, I know it is because they call him by his name every time they talk to him. Now, if if you were going to tell me that I was going to watch a movie about a bunch of people stuck in the elevator and like the devil haunting them. I would imagine more of the movie would be shot in the elevator. Like you'd try and build up the claustrophobia of being stuck in this in this space and yeah. like basically getting to know every inch of their confines. But any chance of this claustrophobia is taken out by like you know going to see what this police officer is doing outside of the building or yeah what are these security guards doing watching this amazingly high definition security camera? <laughs> What's going on in the lobby? You never feel trapped. Yeah. yeah. Which would be the first thing you think you'd do, exactly, yeah. Speaking of the lobby, I was very distressed by uh, the fact that the police officer tells them to evacuate the entire building but not to let every- anyone leave. So we are to believe that the entire populace of this uh, skyscraper, again, scraping skies, as you said, <laughs> uh, fits within the lobby. Fits comfortably, comfortably in, the, in lobby. the lobby. That's the thing. Even if you had, like... The elevator's getting crowded, and then you at least move to the lobby. Oh, good. Then the lobby is filled with people, and people in the lobby start getting feeling claustrophobic. You could have had different kind of levels of claustrophobia moving. Like, no yeah, like, area well, is safe. You're enclosed. A riot almost go. breaks out in the lobby. <laughs> exactly. But everyone's very docile, mm-hmm. and every it's one of those movies where – They're docile until the – Old security guard who accidentally electrocuted himself stumbles in, stumbles in like trailing like a smoke cloud. <laughs> but even then, they deal with it pretty easily. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Oh well, that's over. And yeah. Like while well, his his smoking body is still there and he's smoking hot. <laughs> but uh, well, they were excited because they knew that they were gonna have a luau. They were gonna <laughs> they're gonna just pull some meat right off the bone. Wow, long pig. What? <laughs> but they like it's a movie. It's one of these movies where. There's never any complication that's caused by the plot. The only thing that stops everyone from solving the problem is their own incompetence. Well, and over the and over the, again. The devil is the is the antagonist. Magic, that's true. Yeah, and, magic he has, helps. and he has magic. But like you never get the feeling that like this cop is really good at his job and he just and there's just too much complication and it too much difficulty. It's always like this is a bad cop. He's not very good at his job. Like no what they should have just sent people to get these guys out of the elevator earlier like and yeah. also, all the scares are of the the lights go out and you hear a lot of like smashing sounds, and then the lights go on and someone's dead. You know. Yeah. Well, I want to address that in a moment, but but the converse of the uh, the bad cop though is like the ridiculousness of this uh, highly religious uh, security guard. Security guard, where he's the character who's there to make huge leaps that no one would. You know, he's like, okay, there's a face on this uh, security tape, and people are getting mad at each other, so the devil might must be around. <laughs> and obviously the way to combat the devil is to get these people to face up to their uh, own flaws and uh, maybe become better people. And uh, I don't know. I don't, think they, I don't think the security guard saw anything to support these wild <laughs> surmises. Well, that, again, uh, this is the guy who thinks that the jam, toast falling jam <laughs> side up is a sign that God is watching out for us. I have to say, and if like if God is really looking out for most pieces of toast with jam on them, just give it. We don't need it that bad. Just his, feeds, his eyes on the sparrow. Listen, so he know I know he watches toast, but there are huge problems like in Haiti or you know the Sudan that he could go help with instead of watching out for the toast. <laughs> He's busy with toast <laughs> and kids and tables and kids and tables. It's yeah. Everyday miracles, Elliot. 
That's just another ordinary miracle today. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Ann Getty's calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Every day miracles. Kids magically transmuted into fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful. bugs. It's beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I always imagine they, they, them doing it like in a, a TV show about Ann Gettys and like it's very mysterious the whole time and then they reveal at the end Ann Gettys is a giant baby. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned the horrible secret of Ann Gettys. I would like to see a calendar where the um, – the insect babies are feeding off of the fruit babies. <laughs> it's a scary calendar because the idea that you could just crack open a watermelon and find a sleeping baby inside, <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah, what are you supposed to do in that situation? I Well, well uh, you throw it out. The, <laughs> the first thing you do is you get rid of it. Yeah, maybe take it back to the market and ask for a refund. Yeah, you can't take that baby to the police because they're not going to – it's going to be like a devil situation. They're not going to buy your story. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Sure, you found it in a watermelon, Oh, tell you? me another one. <laughs> oh, the other one, O'Malahan. Yep. Because the guy who found the watermelon is also Irish. <laughs> and I assume that you know, be... watermelon's a very common Irish fruit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to assume that, like, the farmer's Isle. son was masturbating in the field <laughs> sure. and that somehow impregnated the watermelon. Okay. It's like a Brothers Grimm sort of thing. Exactly. <laughs> a woman pulled a watermelon. She she landed on a watermelon. Okay. <laughs> it had gone landed up on it. And an egg had somehow made its way into the watermelon. Well, the eggs are like one cell. Yeah. And they start, so it could easily slip in through the, sh- the cracks of the shell of a watermelon. And then the baby just fed on the so, sweet watermelon uh, juice. I think. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's called a shell. Yeah, yeah right. What a, you don't call it a watermelon shell? <laughs> Crack that shell open. Let's have some watermelon. Ah, oh, baby! Some hard-boiled watermelon. I think I think uh, the next Night Chronicles movie should be about babies and watermelons. <laughs> yeah, baby melon babies. I mean, we've basically de- we've described the Cabbage Patch Kids, guys. <laughs> yes, you're right. But that was babies with cabbages on them. Yeah, completely different. Do you think that legally uh, different? <laughs> anyway, um, no. I, what I was going to say about the lights going out and up, it's I don't know what the like the devil's mo is so strange to me in this movie because it's like he it causes trouble. He seems to be really keen on he's like killing Moore. them. He just goes uh, in and like goes into a building and messes things up for the yeah, business. But, but he's like killing them uh, Agatha Christie Ten Little Indian style, I guess. I guess you know, like the devil's getting off on sowing discord uh, among. He the, likes to toy with mortals. Yeah. But then at the end, she. as we pointed out... She? Really? Yeah, she, oh, yeah. yeah. The devil in the movie is a woman. Yeah. And there's that movie, The Devil is a Woman. But at the end, as we pointed out, she uh, reveals herself to the last survivor, giving him a chance to redeem himself by asking uh, the devil to take him instead of the woman. And then confessing, and then confessing his confessing sin. Confessing his sins, and, uh, which you know, like later gives uh, the sin against a chance to forgive him. And uh, I don't know why the devil would do that if the devil was perfectly happy just killing everyone earlier in the film. Because the devil realizes the movie is almost over. Okay. And he's got to do something. She's got to do something different. This is part of the elaborate chess game. Well, the they even like. And, God. But there's yeah. even that like uh, that voiceover point where they're they like, like and the last victim is always murdered in front of the person they love the most. Oh yeah. Um. So maybe. What? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally did that. Yeah, voiceover. to make cynics out of us. That's why they explained why that 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 like the guy's fiance showed up right in right at the very end. Yeah, right. You know the one with all the tattoos on her neck. Yeah, the girl who played with fire. So yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> so what you're saying is um, that uh, voiceover was just there. To paper over <laughs> holes in the plot. Yes. I would say yes. To yeah. explain arbitrary rules so that the movie could exist. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the – I'm assuming the main point of the, the voiceover is A, to cover over any plot holes and B, try and tell us why we're scared and like try and build up the tension of certain scenes and that otherwise to, would be really boring. And to explain the rules of this universe. I mean, that's papering over the holes, but – and a more positive spin to put on that would be just to explain the rules of the game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By directed by Gene Ramore. <laughs> but they like the uh but yeah, it's I he's supposed to be at first it seems like he's just building the tension up, like my mama told me the devil comes for people and it's like mm-hmm. yawn. And also you It's like the beginning around. of Legion too, right? Uh, Wasn't there a voiceover yeah. like my mom always said? Magic yeah, devils right. will kill me if I'm someday. God will decide to get rid of all the people and wipe them out. And I said okay, and then it did, and then it didn't because <laughs> movie Legion. <laughs> That's another movie that took itself way too seriously. This one yeah. takes itself very seriously. Yeah, for as silly as it is, it is a movie about the devil killing <laughs> people in an elevator. That's the like, other thing. It like... is a silly premise. The gold elevator. At first, it seems like it's going to be a movie about how quickly we turn against each other, yeah, uh, but it isn't. <clears throat> yeah, the devil seems pretty powerful, uh, just magic-wise in this movie, and yet it, it needs to draw people together into a confined space for easy slaughter. Yeah, well, he can't just pick off people. It's just more convenient that way. Yeah. It's like, oh, if I can make an excuse for all these people to come to this one building, I can, my, yeah, my afternoon will be off. It's like, well, if I can, doesn't have to travel as much. If yeah. I, it's like I can go to all these stores or I can go to Target and get all the stuff I need <laughs> right. in one stop. That'll take less time. Yeah, this is why this is why the mom and pop devils are getting killed <laughs> off. <sighs> it is a it is a movie that tells you that if uh, the devil needs to trap you before it can get to you, you know, mm-hmm. they're very powerful. With maybe there's maybe okay. I'm re- maybe I'm reading too much into the mythology of the movie Devil. Okay. Maybe it's pos—it's postulating a universe with many different kinds of devils with powers or controls over different areas. Mm-hmm. This is maybe the de- different elements. Exactly. One of those elements, elevators. Okay. Or perhaps vertical travel. So that would be a elevator bender. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's an elevator bender. Exactly, which gives him the power to stop elevators and kill people in elevators. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elevistopolis. So it's like that. Uh, it's like that uh, book, The God of Small Things, but the reverse. Yeah, the Devil of Elevators. Yeah, All right. the Devil of Small Spaces. Parentheses, particularly elevators. So, and what was the significance of the suicide at the very beginning? That they never really explained. Oh yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk a moment about this because. Uh, so um, that's also wait. There's a. The movie opens with someone jumping to their death out of this building. They jump through a window. There's a big hole. There's a big hole in the window, huge, size of a person. And the maintenance guy is like, "I'm just up here fixing this hole in the window." They don't put two and two together that someone jumped through the window till later, right. even though there's a suicide note right there that yeah. they find that they read later in the movie. Well, speaking of that suicide note, I wanted to say um, so. There's an actress in this film, Caroline De- Caroline Deverna. Who I have a crush on from the she was on the show Wonderfalls, and she has Eesh. literally 
three lines in the whole film. But she's in. But she's in. She does a couple different things. One, she stands she around wa- the corner. She, she walks by. Uh-huh. Another time, she's standing there drinking coffee. Yeah. And the third time, she finds that letter. Right. I, I kind of understand your crush now. But uh, sure, she's, she's good at. She only letters. gives. She only gives you little bits. Like yeah. oh she yeah, doesn't overstay her welcome. Teases you. But um, <laughs> but her character talks to the main detective about this uh suicide note and she's like sure eyebrows widow's peak guy isn't this (laughs) weird this uh this note ends with i can hear the devil's footsteps behind me isn't that strange usually uh suicide notes are either rational all the way through or crazy all the way through and but she somehow thinks that ending a suicide note with I can hear the devil's footsteps behind me is a crazy way to end a suicide note. Someone who's going to kill themselves uh, and presumably feels bad about something <laughs> ends their suicide note in that way. And that, 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 that piques her interest somehow. She, she seems to think that – she takes it literally instantly. Yeah. Like if you read a suicide note – This is a world where everyone believes the devil except for our main uh, <laughs> hero. Uh, that if you, if he you, starts believing in like halfway through though. He starts yeah. picking it up eventually. If you read a note – like that, or like even if you re- if someone sent you an email and was like, "Oh, like gotta uh, go, you- devil footsteps are behind me," or like you know, God willing, this will happen. You're not gonna be like, "That's weird." Like, why would she start talking about God in this in this yeah. email? Like, it, like people use metaphorical language all the time, you know. But especially if it's their last words on this yeah, earth. People, yes, people well, never try one- to be overly flowery or creative in their final. There's moments. more than one way to skin a cat. What are you doing, taking the skin off of cats? No, 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 just. And it was just an expression I was using. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind then. I'm a forensic scientist. Yeah. She has a disease where she takes everything literally is what you're saying. Yes, I think so. But yeah, I don't know that we – How's that communicated? Uh, Kissing. Yeah. Like mono? Yeah. Okay. Or tongues. Gross. Tongues are communicated through kissing. Gross. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) You with a girl? doesn't care for kissing. Mm -hmm. I only do it through a dental dam. (laughs) He only does it Eskimo style. Only does it through a Hoover Dam. What's that with by only eating meat or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's pemmican involved. <laughs> you have to be very cold. Sure. <laughs> you lay down Not only on, on a dog's load. You lay down a thick layer of whale blubber. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. And slide towards each other. <laughs> it involves using a spear and scrimshaw. Yeah, okay. These are all stereotypical Eskimo things. Wait, we're not done, and, and they have four hundred words for it. Yeah, <laughs> and done. Uh, well, the yeah, we we never find. I don't think we ever found out why that person committed suicide. It was like they needed a shocking, like a shock, to start the movie, so they have someone plummet to their death. But then it was like it was left over from the happening. Kind of, yeah. yeah. They they just it just forget about it. it like did they feel just like, got done watching the happening, and we're like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> this, 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 this is the height of human creativity. <laughs> I don't need to see anything else. It'll all be downhill from here. <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys seen the internet video on uh, YouTube where it's that scene from The Happening and every time a body falls, it's Randy Men plays for like a couple seconds? That's pretty good. Thank you, YouTube. Nice work, YouTube. Right up there with the Different Strokes video where they put scary music over the over the opening credits. So it looks like Comrade Bane is kidnapping two children. It's the best video on, on YouTube. I saw this one where <laughs> was there a was there a cute cat involved? Oh wait, you already saw that one? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. that was good. <laughs> so guys, uh, I think we might have covered 
What else is there to say about Devil? Um, I would say M. Night Shyamalan stick to your day job of directing, except he makes bad movies as a, as a director, too. Yeah. This felt like an M. Night uh, Shyamalan movie. Yeah, it did. Let's, I don't know uh, what else to say. Uh, There's uh, a twist, kind of. I will kinda. say that movies where the point of the movie is that everything is part of a larger plan and every choice you make is leading you up to a pre- Pre, uh, predetermined moment. I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah. I don't find them that scary because, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. Like, the idea of, like, I'm only being killed because I did something bad, like, that's stupid. Like, I'm not, I didn't do anything bad, yeah. so I'm not worried about a devil well, coming and murdering me. You know, you're blameless and, and innocent as the newborn driven lambs. The rain, the, yeah, the, absolutely. The rain should fall upon the, uh, the good and bad uh, equally, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by rain, I mean... Devil elevators. Yeah. <laughs> Devil elevators, yeah. Okay, so let's do our final judgments. Hell elevators. A, a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you actually <laughs> Hella devils. kind of like. <laughs> Hella devils. Stuart, what Devil you, hell. What's your final uh, words on this? Well, the movie was really fast. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't like this at all. Uh, I, I particularly don't care for horror movies that seem to actively try to make itself not scary. And this movie was that type of movie. So not scary, not good, bad. I'm going to – we've seen so many bad, bad movies lately. Uh, I might be grading on a curve, but I'm going to say that for me this was a good, bad movie because it did zip along. Um, Except for all the boring parts, which there were <laughs> legion. Yeah, but it was it was like 70 Except minutes. for the movie. It's very short. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, the cinematography was nice, so it wasn't a pain to look at. That's true. And you had a crush on that one chick. Yeah, and she was around on the corners. And there were ridiculous <laughs> things like uh, the jam test for devils. Yeah, so. that sounds way funnier than it is in the movie, though. Yeah. And there was a raccoon. You thought that was cool. Uh, you like that, that part? That was me. I like oh, that. I got you both wearing glasses tonight. Sure. <laughs> Elliot, what do you have to say? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a yeah, it's a bad, bad movie, but not quite as bad as some of the other ones we've seen recently. Uh, I'd rather rather watch this than the last Airbender, but uh, it's still a bad, bad movie. You know, I was I had high hopes that it would be a crazy, silly movie, but it turned out to be kind of boring. And like, there's a few silly things, but not enough of them. And Maybe we should have done. Silly, maybe though. we should have done Gooby after all. Yeah, we were talking about doing Gooby. Look up the trailer for that, people. Um, <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe, What's we'll, a maybe Gooby? We'll still do Gooby. It's a six-foot like bear with the voice of Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's Dan here. If you like listening to the Flop House, why not visit us on the web at www flophousepodcast.com where you can find show notes, videos, fan art, and links to Wikipedia synopses of all the Flophouse films so you can play along at home. If you're looking for more Flophouse stuff, check out our Facebook page where you can discuss the show with other fans or subscribe to our Twitter feed at the Flophouse Pod. Your support helps us build an audience, so if you like the show, why not vote for us at Podcast Alley or subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're there, take a moment to write a review. Links for everything can be found on the webpage. Lastly, we love hearing from you, so if you have thoughts, feedback, or suggestions, let us know at theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show. There's a couple of uh, couple of letters here. Letters. We get letters. Um, 
They're not letters. <laughs> Uh, this one is in regard to, um, I believe, the uh, which one was it? the which one? I don't, I don't know, man. You're the one with the letter. Hold on, which we don't the, read these ahead of time. Before Killers, what did we do? Oh, was that, that wasn't Airbender, was it? Maybe yeah, it was. I think this is in response to the Airbender episode. Um, this is some night Shyamalan again. The uh, Sh- which, which included the I said Mead things about him that one time, and yeah. I think he's about running this kid. M Night Surinam. Yeah, yeah. But this is, uh, I believe, in regard to that podcast, which uh, was a, a one of our crazier. And he's uh, Mark, last name withheld, says, Love this one, guys. There have been times I've wanted to send email on many occasions, but the rambling and side convos were great. <laughs> I know others probably hate it, but the nutty mind of your friend Mark loved every second. Great. I don't remember what we did. Um, I think we were all high on life. I think that, 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 I mean, that was the one that involved a long uh, side conversation about uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh-huh. uh, nude in the Mandalay Bay Casino. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, but this, this, this brings up a good point because um, I think we enjoy the craziness, the digressions. There's some out there, I've heard from some people. Who wish we would stay more really on target? To me, I've always thought of this as a uh, well. We just talked about Devil for a half hour, yeah. so <laughs> I've always thought of, thought of this as a podcast that's mainly about uh, stupid comedy, and we watch a movie to give us an excuse to talk about something. Um, I think so, the people I think that can, people can weigh in on this, maybe this yeah. question. Send I in think your letters. The, I Let think us the people that think. complain about our silly moments are the same sort of people who. Need an entire hour and a half of a movie to be convinced that, like, all they need is a little bit of laughter to make their life better. <laughs> like, like a magical fairy has to show up and make that person enjoy life because mm-hmm. they're too busy. It's quite being... a leap. I don't know. <laughs> so you're saying, like... Uh, they're work, like a stodgy work, accountant. That... A working man who doesn't leave enough time for his family. Yep, right. You know, he's just got to be silly for once. Not care what his neighbors think, yeah. but it's really tough for him to get over that. Like yeah. he can't, he, he should not care about his high-powered job that's providing for him and for the wellness of his uh, loved ones. Yeah, and maybe, sure, and maybe the legacy. people involved in his in should, his organization, yeah. like maybe because he's so good at his job, he's helping these people pay their bills. Yeah. He should make sure to go to his child's uh, recital instead. But like it's really tough with that. his schedule. Yeah, or like help out at their ball game. Mm-hmm. Or go to Neverland and fight Captain Hook. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was a different. Oh shit. That's the same. Or was it? That's the that's the movie. Just keep where, reading that. <laughs> that's the movie where children are taught that if you have enough imagination, you don't need real food. <laughs> you can imagine food, and you won't die of starvation. Yeah. Terrible lesson. Thank you, Spielberg. <laughs> what have you done for us lately? Um, what has he done lately? I don't know. What was his last movie? What happened to that kid who played Rufio? His last. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one's uh, this is uh, there's only two letters. They're both very brief. This one's from Jen, last name withheld, who has been uh, with us from the beginning. A big fan. Thanks. I hope uh, this is not the letter telling us I've had enough and I'm leaving. No, no. Bangarang. But it is saying <laughs> what for what? <laughs> Another hook reference. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is saying, uh, for what it's worth, my favorite Ninja Turtle was Leonardo. Boo! He's noble and stuff, and he wears blue, which is the best color. So, Dan, tell everyone to lay off. So, lay off, guys. That's what I say. I don't know. I like blue, but is blue the best color? Purple, Donatello, is the color of royalty. Mm -hmm. Sure. Red, for Raphael, is the color of passion. Yeah. And orange, for Michelangelo, is the color of pizza. So, I don't know. 
Is it the color of pizza? Blue, <laughs> blue is only the best color of pupils, of eyeballs. Ah, racist. Wow, that is racial, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, orange is the color of night. Okay. What? <laughs> uh, orange, so those are, I didn't those, say banana again. Jen, uh, you have my... Uh, you have my uh, permission to stop listening now. Okay. <laughs> so thanks for the letters, guys. Uh, thanks. Send more letters. Keep them pouring in. And weigh in on the, the gr- Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. The Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. Or the Flophouse House Cat. No. Flophouse.flop. Meow. If you want to write to the Flophouse House Cat, the non existent character that's Stuart. Not existent. He exists in the hearts of fucking children everywhere, dude. You can also send those. You asshole. You can send those as well to the Flophouse Podcast. Where's the Flophouse House Cat been all this show? so tired. He's been working like a dog. One of us has got to pay the bills, and I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, and weigh in on the great silly tangents or not silly tangents debate? Do you like to hear more about the movies, or do you like to hear us say crazy things about Teddy Grahams and the Porthole of Time? <laughs> yep, Chopin Godables <laughs> and Chopin Godables. Um. So, guys, classics, classics, all. <laughs> let's the uh, pantheon. Let's move on okay, to what's next? Uh, recommendations. Movies that you uh, may have seen recently, but not if you have. Can we recommend movies we haven't seen? Yes. Uh, In which case, I'd like to recommend it's called Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow. (laughs) It's a movie that doesn't exist, and I'm making it up as I go along. (laughs) It involves a crocodile astronaut. He accidentally falls through a time machine warp and becomes a rock star in the world of the future, which also has dinosaurs. I don't know how I'm going to link to that on the website. Oh, yeah. Usually I link to And Gina Gershon is nude in, like, every scene. Okay. Sure. So, like, any Gina Gershon role. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Also, Carla Gugino is nude in every scene. Like, half of her roles. (laughs) Um, Rocky Crocodile is fully clothed. Do they have speaking roles, or are they just naked in the background? I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of speaking, you know. Okay. Yeah, just to make it not exploitative. And to set up the nudity, like, exactly. oh man, it's so hot in here. Or, I'm going to take a shower now, but I'll just stand around first. Or, <laughs> who put all these ants in my clothing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love they to just, see that excuse. So, Rocket they, Crocodile. They run into haven't the seen room. it yet, but, you know, keep your eyes peeled at the cinema. I'm giving it five out of five amazings. Okay. So, go to Netflix. There's a lot of scenes. save. Go to uh, put save and, so that it goes I in your queue. <laughs> whatever the whatever movie comes up on the autofill, just take it. Closest to Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow probably is Doll Man. Soundtrack by they by uh, Talking Heads. They got back together to do the soundtrack. Wow, sure. And Danzig, you got them together. That's Glenn amazing. Danzig and David Byrne finally working together. I'm well. I'm I'm amazed that Rocket Crocodile uh, solved the Burn Weymouth rift that has kept uh, Talking Heads from reading. Oh yeah, well, it's the world of tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your that's your recommendation, Elliot. He has uh, to he has to stop the clothing bandit who's stealing clothing from all the beautiful women in the world. Right. I think I've seen this movie <laughs> in my dreams. You're thinking of The Devil Wears Nada. Oh, okay. Which you should also watch instead of Devil. I thought I was thinking of the Invisible Maniac again. No, 
<laughs> you have like three movies that you recommend in rotation. I don't know if you've, I've mentioned this before, but he kills a guy with a submarine sandwich. <laughs> you mentioned it many times. Stuart, do you have an actual recommendation? or should I, I, I do have a recommendation okay. this, this time, dude. It's called Castle Freak. Uh, it's a little movie called Centurion. Oh. Directed, it's uh, Neil Marshall's uh, uh, follow-up to the much maligned Doomsday. Which I enjoy. Uh, in Centurion, you have a group of Roman soldiers. Uh, Centurions, north, if you will. Uh, up up in north of Britain, and they end up, uh, you know, file, like they get caught behind enemy lines, and they have to make their way back to Rome, uh, you know, Roman territory. Mm-hmm. While, a, bunch of, a bunch of picts are Yeah, out. hunted by a bunch of picts. So it's like a remake of the Warriors. A lot like the Warriors, but instead of gangs, you have Pictish tribesmen. Ah, and the the main reason I want to recommend it is because having recently watched The Expendables, which had a ton of bad CGI gore, Centurion clearly had a much smaller budget. They managed to fill that movie beginning to end with, like, chopped off limbs, smashed in faces, all kinds of gore. And it Al never gore. it never looks super mm-hmm. fake. Like, it never... Leslie Gore. They're much better at hiding any of the CGI that they use to make some dude's arm get whacked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw the realization on your face of the phrase you had used. <laughs> so, uh, Centurion, if you want to watch a bunch of dudes uh, get get their arms whacked off, yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's on awesome. Netflix. Watch instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the, go. So, drag it into your queue. No, hit not, the watch button. How. Okay, so... Uh, that's an actual recommendation, and it's not one of my uh, go-tos, like did, Castle Freak or Invisible Man. Did I mention that Rocket Crocodile Sidekick is a wisecracking zebra? No. Is it animated or a guy in a zebra now, suit? It's a guy in a zebra suit, but the mouth is animated. Is the zebra afraid that Rocket Crocodile is going to eat him or her? No, no, he's wisecracking. He's, oh, you know, okay. like, he's cynical, he's seen it all. Okay. Um, and he's a girl. Okay. Like, so an, a like, a, like an Eddie Murphy type? Exactly, yeah. You know, like Osmosis Jones. It's like a bromance, but with girls. (laughs) Wait. uh, A bromance. So I saw a couple movies that I liked recently. I saw Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I referenced earlier uh, in one of our popular uh, Flophouse lists (laughs) earlier in the program. I call them free associatins. Yeah. And uh, I call it wasting time. <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot to say about the movie because I feel like it's it's been said. It's a it's a movie that's shown up on a lot of uh best of best of the year lists, so it doesn't need me throwing my limited weight behind it, but it's also on Watch Instantly, so you should watch that. It's very enjoyable. And uh, And where should you exit? Through the gift shop. Oh, okay. And I watched uh The Square, the Australian thriller. That a lot of people compared to Blood Simple. And it's not as good as Blood Simple, but it shares with Blood Simple the kind of like noir thriller, something that should be a very simple plan uh, goes like a simple wrong. plan. Yes, it goes wrong early and often. And, Single uh, man, yeah, yeah, a solitary man, <laughs> a man for all seasons, Leslie Mann. So Man, I'm, I'm not going to keep this up. Okay, <laughs> Mandingo. <laughs> so uh, I'm man, a man, a man. The character who's in the background of the Java the Hut scenes in Return of the Jedi. Ram man. <laughs> Ram. So while we keep this going, I'm just going to sign off. No, no, I got a recommendation to make. A real one. 
Sure. <laughs> well, it's like to Rocket Crocodile. It's called Rocket Crocodile Goes to the Past. <laughs> he has to go to the fifties. Rocket to the past. Rocket? No. Rocket Crocodile has to go to the fifties to get his parents together because uh-huh. otherwise he won't be born. Anterite rocket around the clock. <laughs> um, the I wanted to recommend a uh, a very weird Swedish movie called You the Living, uh, which is. It's kind of a semi-sequel to a movie called uh, – was it Songs from the Second Floor? Mm-hmm. And it's like – and it's kind of dozens of these very short scenes uh, that are alternately kind of funny or just kind of off or don't make any sense at all of interconnected people in different types of situations. <clears throat> it's a little hard to describe, but it's very uh, – I liked it a lot, and it's shot in a way that is – like um, stylized without feeling very stylized. It just kind of feels unreal the whole time. And there's a sequence on a house that seems to also be a train that I find particularly beautiful. But uh, it was this very, it's this very good kind of baffling comedy drama, deadpan comedy drama of Swedes being unhappy. So it's it's, it's exactly like uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. If you like the girl with the dragon tattoo, you'll love <laughs> the deadpan philosophizing of you, the living. All right. Also, if you like Dixieland music, there's a fair amount of Dixieland jazz in the movie. So. So, uh, guys, is that a euphemism? It's a euphemism for a style of jazz music okay. from the south. Uh, I think we should sign off. Probably a good idea. Before the devil uh, decides to murder us. Oh, one no. One. Which one of us is the devil, Stuart? <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> I'm guessing Stuart. Because you committed a hit and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's what sparked off your racism. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you are, I don't know. Dan's a counterfeiter. <laughs> sure. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, that doesn't mean he needs to get killed, right? I mean, it's just counterfeiting money. Well, his counterfeiting I led use to blood as the ink in my. <laughs> oh, it's oh, any delicatessen type thing. And he's yeah. a cannibal. Did I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> I did talk about eating that uh, fried. Uh, he's a cannibal. Yeah. All right. What do you say? A cannibal. He's a cantaloupe <laughs> with a baby inside. <laughs> anyway, for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. Yeah, it's and uh, me too, Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. Worst one ever. (laughs) And I found out that the kid who plays his son has a mild case of cerebral palsy (laughs) and has to play it up for the show. He's oh, so he's minstrelly, is what you're saying. They hit him in the head a couple times (laughs) to make it worse. (laughs) It's okay, kid. It's the part of a lifetime. It's a show on AMC. <laughs> you liked that con man bank robber show they did with Robert Vaughn, right? What was the name of that show? Hustle. That was, Hustle. A, that was like a British uh, important Ah, like Kelly Brook. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Charming Kelly Brook. Charming, I mean attractive. <laughs> she, so, was, uh, uh, she was married to Billy Zane for a while, yeah? Yeah, that's yep. weird. Oh, he's a real cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that bullet-headed masculinity. And he, knew, and he knows love. how to slam evil.